0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina.
1: And I am Michael.
0: Boy, oh boy, do we have news this week?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I was looking at the notes. There's quite a bit of yeah. stuff going on. I mean, as everybody knows, the the world is a crazy place right now and things are things are happening left and right. Yeah. I think we'll just jump right into it with I th- what I would imagine is one of the bigger News stories from the week, and that is the ESA, which stands for the Entertainment Software Association, has unfortunately made the announcement on Wednesday that it is canceling E3 this year as a precautionary move. Um, They came out with a statement that said, we are very disappointed that we are unable to hold this event for our fans and support." supporters, but we know it's the right decision based on the information we have today. So obviously, this is due to coronavirus. And uh, we kind of expected this was going to happen. You know, this was something where we heard GDC and many, many other things, whether it's sporting events or music festivals have been getting canceled because they just don't want groups together
0: everything is was being canceled everything's being let's be honest yeah (laughs)
1: um we kind of had a feeling this was going to happen unfortunately a week or two ago esa did say that you know they were going to move they were moving ahead full steam ahead for this Mm -hmm. and uh you know obviously some stuff has recently happened in california where they kind of are are really clamping down on it and i would imagine that played a big part in this so it's it's unfortunately it's bad timing you know as we all know the Sony and Microsoft have a new uh, systems coming out this year, which we were going to probably get some information on. Sony has, for the second year in a row, decided they weren't going to be at E3, but Microsoft definitely planned to use the trade show as a way oh, to definitely. launch the yeah. Xbox series, and they were going to talk about it, and you were going to have hands-on. Most, I, I, would, I would almost assume everybody there was looking forward to be able to see the console. Mm-hmm. Um there's been some announcements that we're probably going to see the press conferences done digitally, so you won't have that big audience, you won't have that big crowd, but you'll you'll still get something uh, out of this. But unfortunately, E three E three itself, the actual the trade show floor has been canceled, and we won't be seeing any any of the news, IGN, any of those guys won't be there, so you're just not going to get a lot of that. Mm. Um, Nintendo did respond to the cancellation. By saying nintendo supports what esa e- has decided and they said we we will continue to be flexible and redirect our efforts to other ways of keeping our fans up to date about our activities and products because of COVID 19 outbreak large industry events may be untenable for the foreseeable future but we are considering various ways to engage with our fans and we will have more to share as the year continues you know Nintendo's been doing their directs, so they've kind of got a way of handling this already, bit built in. That's sort of been their thing. But no treehouse, we won't, we won't be getting that, um, yeah. at least at this event, obviously. So they could do some sort of treehouse thing on their own, you know, in their own controlled environment. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, so yeah, my it's guess, a bummer.
0: My guess is they'll probably do like a treehouse direct, or they'll do a couple game specific directs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just that so that way, sense. people are still seeing the game being played and things like that, because that's what I'm going to miss out on is is its treehouse and seeing people actually experiencing the game and talking about it and stuff. Like the announcements are great; those are awesome, but I like to see the stuff like that's kind of happening on the floor and 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 those kinds of things.
1: Well, and that's so, the, that's the misconception. You know, I, yeah. I've been seeing <laughs> a lot of people when we when we started reading these these articles that came out, whether it was Nintendo Life or you know polygon or who, whoever put out ign whoever put out the mm-hmm. their version of the story saying e3 was canceled for this year a lot of people in the comments um would say something along the lines of i i, I don't see a reason for it anyway good riddance it was dead two years ago blah blah blah, blah. and mm-hmm. i think that's a very na- a, a, like a very small-minded way of looking at this situation. I think a lot of people have the misconception that these presentations, that these press conferences are E3, and that's not the case. That's technically not E3. Those press conferences happen-
0: Those are individual.
1: They they correlate yeah. with it because a lot of industry heavy hitters are in the same location during that time. So they do mm-hmm. it during that time because everybody just happens to be there for E3. E3 is the three days on the trade floor, the trade show floor, that is E3. The press conferences can happen any time of the year, they just happen to correlate because that's when industry uh, is in town and so they do it all at the same time. So yes, you can watch pressers, but that's not the point of E3. The point of E3 is hands-on, is have marketing, is networking connections. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that's within the industry that E3 is important and is is really a factor where you as a consumer, me as a consumer, we don't see that necessarily. So to us, this lack of E3, bear. We, we may barely even notice a difference, but- it just seems so silly to me to say, oh, it's good riddance or E3 is a yeah, celebration I know. of gaming. Yeah. It's yeah. it's 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 everything we love in one place. It's like a Christmas to me. So I just don't get the the sort of shrugging it off as if, oh well, good riddance, it should be gone.
0: Yeah. And I was Personally, really surprised when because when it was first announced, you looked at the comments and you mentioned right away that there was a lot of negativity, and I was like, "Why?" I had no clue. So many people looked down on E three so much. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: because
0: I, I personally i really enjoyed seeing um, like stuff from the trade show. Like I just see and I like watching her videos of sure. trying to experience the software and just kind of showing all the different vendors on the floor because you know Nintendo has their own thing every year that's really cool. Um, And I'm I'm personally a little sad that that's not going to be there this year. So to see people like kind of bashing it, it was a little surprising.
1: Well, and granted, it changes, you know, I. I, Mots and I met because we went to a gaming school in Arizona, and that Mm -hmm. was that was a perfect place for me to start getting into E3 and the world of E3 and the excitement of E3, because at that school what would happen is they had a theater and it would stream any of the coverage at the time G four was around and it was an amazing time to watch these sort of things because it was basically like 24 hour coverage of E three. They had their crews there. They had people there doing interviews and, we would stream that and it would kind of just be playing in the theater. It'd be playing on people's Mm -hmm. computers and in the lounge and people would go, what what was the announcement or what happened or what was this or what was that? And there was just this excitement. And Mm -hmm. I've had that feeling ever since we went to school together. I mean, for years on end, Mots and I would tweet about stuff and some, some press conferences were duds. Some were just really not that interesting. Others were amazing. Um, But when, when, um. G4 went away. It was kind of you, – you. You there was a vacuum and there seemed to be a – like you missed that coverage. And then last year and maybe even the year before, I started watching things like Mixer or Twitch and IGN would be there. And they would be kind of mm-hmm. carrying that torch and doing all of the interviews and kind of – it started to have that excitement back again. And so it's it's really unfortunate. And I just don't know if it's that people I mean, you came on later, you started watching it after yeah. the fact because I w- you know I once say you started, I started doing started the really podcast, getting into
0: it like three years ago, maybe.
1: Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's not that I was gonna say maybe it's because I had really fond memories early on, so that's why it's important to me. But I I think that it's just this I think it it may be the community in general just, I don't know, just disenfranchised or just negative about stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think if you're the type of person that immediately jumps on the bandwagon to hate E3 and start posting negatively about it, maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. You know, E3 isn't necessarily for fans or gamers. You know, those aren't the people that were really be affected by this the people that are really being affected by it are other parts of the industry so like the media marketing the professionals new studios studios, like, absolutely yeah studios trying to make connections with the larger studios like that's what e3 is about is making those connections and mm-hmm. and networking and i think that that's going to be the biggest impact on the industry is not the like uh fans and gamers probably won't see it immediately, but everyone else in that industry is going to kind of feel the effects of this wave of e three not being there this year and I'm not saying like we won't have new game announcements, we won't have new things like that. It's just you, you know what I'm just thinking right now is we're not gonna have all those super cringy uh e three compilations on YouTube this year
1: well yeah, I mean that's definitely a <laughs> yeah that's a you huge know that's thing. definitely yeah. a thing um so and I'm also curious to see you know if if we if we pull it apart and you and you don't look at this as a well what am i getting out of it what what mm-hmm. how does it affect me and it's i think that's what a lot of people, people. <laughs> that i think that's based on the a lot of the comments and I, i'm not saying all of our listeners feel that way no. but if you are somebody that says all oh, good riddance i don't care about e3 you know by all means write us shoot us a tweet get out, get a hold of us on Dispatch but, or on Are we Discord. missing
0: something? Tell us. But, well, at least yeah.
1: let's have a, a conversation about it mm-hmm. because for me, it's very... I, I don't know. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to celebrate something that we're all excited about. And if you pull yeah. yourself back from the fact of, what am I getting? I'm still going to be able to see the pressers. I'm still going to be able to see this. Let's think about the other things. There's indie studios that go to this and make amazing network connections with bigger studios Mm -hmm. that perhaps get a game made or maybe it gets pushed more into the public eye that could have fallen through the cracks there is probably you know if you think about it this e3 would take gaming and put it in front of people that Probably never care about gaming in 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 any other time of the you know whether that's parents whether that's just other adults or teenagers that just aren't really gamers. E3 Mm -hmm. is one of those things and it's this big marketing push every once a year that really puts it in the forefront and really puts it in front of everybody's eyes. You know, you're going to hear it on all kinds of websites. You're going to see it on all kinds of uh, television shows. There's going to be some sort of an announcement about what is happening at E3. The news even will talk about E3. Yeah. Yeah. And that just kind of puts it out there in the public. You can't have an industry, a successful, thriving industry, if people don't care about it. And if they don't know about it, it's hard to care about it. So by having an event every year that kind of thrusts it into everybody's mind, that's good. Last year, they had 66,000 people go to E3. And while you may say it's dying, and maybe that's not the highest ever, 66,000 people went that were in the industry, that are fans, that care about gaming. That's a big number and that's pretty impressive. So I I do think it's a celebration of gaming. I think it's important. I think it's sad that there's people sort of championing the idea that it's going to be gone after this. I would would hate that. Um, I would really love to see this back and I hope it comes back better than ever next year. I'd love to see Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo kind of make their their way back. Nintendo every year has had an amazing trade floor presentation. You know, mm-hmm. we you'll watch all the reporters go to their they look forward to going to Nintendo's section because it's always over the top, it's always just this experience, and you get to see right. so much. Yeah. Um, and you don't get that this year, you don't get to see any of that. When 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 we go to the Nintendo store, all of those giant um Nintendo things that are on the second floor that are in mm-hmm. the glass cases like the Splatoon weapons and things like that all those the were amiibos. on the E3 floor all of those giant mm-hmm. things that they have at the Nintendo store were for E3 and now they're stored at e- at the Nintendo store so you get to see them and experience them yourself yeah. so it's just like it's those things that you just are going to miss out on it's weird little um celebrations that I think I don't know it's sad, it really is kind of disappointing, and i hope I hope it comes back,
0: yeah, I hope that it almost makes people more attentive and more excited for it next year, mm-hmm. And I know, would love if, to see if it that. does still happen next year cuz so many people are making it seem like it won't which I hope is not the case. I, I just hope that's <laughs> but, a, a yeah. se-
1: like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I think I yeah. hope it's like just a small portion of the the overall community really that's loud. voicing yeah that's yeah. being very loud and yeah, that's just co- sort of pr- like shouting that they want it to be gone. I You've don't seen think that before, everybody so. feels that way.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. But so. we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, in addition to that, as we said, Nintendo was saying that they're looking into other ways of keeping up to date with fans. They did say that they are reducing the hours at the Nintendo store in New York City. So Monday through Friday, it will go from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Weekends will be 11 a.m. to 6 uh they are going to increase their cleaning efforts to really deep clean make sure everything's disinfected right. they're limiting the number of customers that are allowed in the store we've been seeing that a lot and they're canceling all in-store events so uh, you know it, this is the new normal at the moment unfortunately
0: yeah and i mean you know luckily you don't have to shut down completely but i com- i understand all the changes they're making i still support them yeah um, of all stores that are making these changes we understand Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're all victims of this thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. Like, yes, a lot of stores are shutting down, cutting their hours. But one thing that I've been seeing a lot of this last week is there's a lot of sales going on. A lot of companies are saying, listen, we know a lot of people are staying home. This is their time to play video games. Now, one video game that may come to mind as to, well, we can't really play that in isolation would be Pokemon Go. So they have temporarily made it so you don't need to actually leave the house. (laughs) So, Niantic made a temporary change uh, to a bunch of mechanics in the game to help increase the safety of its players. They're already postponing real world uh, real world events. Like uh, I think one was called Aber Community Day, and they had a couple other ones they were planning, but they've just said nope. We're just until further notice, those are postponed. Uh, the studio is quote. Prioritizing updates to Pokemon Go features and experiences that can be enjoyed in individual settings. Uh, the game's going to be doing a couple of things, such as increasing habitats so that trainers can see more monsters nearby while playing closer to home. And that includes incense packs, which are going on a 99% discount. And when they're active, they'll last an hour. I think before they lasted maybe a half an hour. Uh, incubators will now be more effective. You can hatch eggs two times faster. And Pokestops are dropping gifts with more frequency. Now, all these changes are in effect immediately. And like I said, they'll be happening until further notice. And then to quote them one last time, they said, while we've made these updates based on the current global health situation, we also encourage players to make decisions on where to go and what to do that are the best in the best interest of their health and health of their communities. So be smart.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. You know yeah, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. I could see something like this really hurting a Pokémon Go type game because yeah. obviously, you know, you have to be out there to to play it. Like Minecraft
0: so, Earth is another one. Yeah. I don't know if they're making changes, but it's just another no, one. Nothing I've
1: seen yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is great, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I I did jump on after I saw this and I hadn't noticed a lot, but I mean, for 99 Percent discount. It may be worth just picking up incense packs mm-hmm. if you do play this, even if you don't go out during this sort of pandemic. yeah hoard uh, incense yeah.
0: packs, not toilet paper, people.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is great. Good, very smart. You know, it makes sense. It's going to keep the game going, and yeah. uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny. Last week we mentioned, or last couple of weeks we mentioned ten cent. Several yeah. times, one with them with the complaints that there's not enough games. They've only got one. Then last week we talked about that had this weird extended warranty thing, and that was in an attempt to sort of boost sales. And who knows what was going on with that? Yeah. And it was then weird. Now we've got news that Tencent has finally got the permission from China to add two more games. So now this bumps them up to three Yay. games total on the Ten Cent Nintendo Switch, which I think is that's it's great. Finally, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> so they now have Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So great games. That's going to keep people busy. That added on to I think it was what New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe mm-hmm. Sp- I don't know what it was yeah, called, whatever it like was. that title but, <laughs> so now they have three Mario based games, which is funny that no Zelda you know they they're, they're getting all Mario They're really
0: sticking stuff. to the Mario stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's which, interesting. I mean, the it's better be, than nothing, but
1: Well, I will say at least with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, if, and this is a big if, if they can play online, that will keep people busy for quite a while. Super Mario Odyssey is going to keep people busy for a little while. So I do think that these, yeah, they're Mm -hmm. great games. So it's good to see. Approval was published by China's National Administration of Press, Publication, Radio, Film, and Television on its website, and the intent is to help game developers looking for ways to boost revenue as COVID nineteen pandemic forces more people to stay at home. So they're looking, they're thinking, well, we don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to lock in your house and, and kind of self um, um,
0: quarantine.
1: Self quarantine. Mm-hmm. So here's a few more games that can keep you entertained at least. So that's good. Yeah. They're up to three.
0: I hope that they come out fast because I know that there's going to probably be some, you know, quite a bit of development for just the Chinese system and stuff that they're going to have to do. So hopefully they come out very quickly, but yeah, I'm excited that just just two more games is is still a win for them. I'm happy that they'll have more games to play. So I guess now that brings us to our legal <laughs> section again. <laughs> we took a, a break the last couple weeks. We didn't have much legal news, but um, it seems like Nintendo uh, wins the Switch patent dispute against Peripherals Manufacturer Gamevice. So, in 2017, Peripherals Manufacturer Gamevice launched a case against Nintendo. Uh, they accused both Nintendo of America and a Nintendo company limited in Japan of violating its patent on a combination computing device and game controller with a flexible bridge system- section. Basically, they're just saying, you can't do that. We did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they dropped that case and then filed another claim including 19 other claims with the u.s trade commission and because of that it launched an actual official investigation so that was done in 2017 and nintendo has finally won this two-year-long battle well almost two and a half year long battle and um, nintendo ended the whole thing with a quote saying uh, nintendo company limited walked away victorious from consolidated inter- inter-parties reviews of a GameVice Inc. mobile gaming patent with the patent trial and appeal board invalidating all 19 claims Nintendo had challenged. In a pair of decisions used Tuesday, the board determined that all claims were obvious in light of earlier patents. So, just again, people trying to Use patents against Nintendo when they had patents earlier. It just seems so stupid, such a waste of time and waste of money. But Nintendo always seems prepared for it, so that's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, you're looking at this device, and even though it, it's not unlike what the Switch does, but it definitely isn't the same. It, it's like a cousin to the Switch, not I feel not like a, a, a ripoff.
0: Yeah, I feel like if anything, Nintendo should have been going after them.
1: Well, it really depends on who was first, I guess. So, you know, well, if, it, if, it,
0: they said that it was really obvious because Nintendo had earlier patents, so that's why I think mm-hmm. Nintendo should have gone after them, and I'm surprised that they didn't switch it and just go after them instead.
1: Well, I, I do think Nintendo maybe have looked at it. Like I said, there, yeah, the the, the vice device uses your mobile phone as mm-hmm. the screen, and then it just kind of slides on the top and bottom like the the phone and these things slide onto it and that's how you have your thumbstick and your d-pad and your a and b buttons and all that stuff so it's it it's it's kind of like a very different experience but not unlike the switch in that you you kind of have a screen with two removable controllers but the switch Mm -hmm. is its own thing. This is something that clips on your phone. So it's kind of I don't know why they would have gone after them. And I can see where Nintendo was like, well, we're not going to waste our time. This is, you know, maybe they're acknowledging it's it it's very different devices. They're doing different Mm. things. Our stuff isn't on a mobile phone. You're not a competitor. You're doing your own thing. And Game Voice would have been better and probably would have saved a lot of money by not going after Nintendo and just you know, trying to sell this, this controller thing, Uh, they probably would have done a lot better, but well, at least, at least Nintendo won it. Apparently there's been a lot of lawsuits lately. We all know of the Joy-Con drift and all the issues that are going on with that. Uh, The first filed lawsuit for this was in July, 2019. The case alleged that the joysticks on the Joy-Con controllers were defective, leading users to experience drift issues. So then Nintendo was saying that they will do something where they can, Fix these and kind of you send Mm -hmm. it to them and they'll fix it and send it back. I'm actually in the process of doing that with some of my Joy Cons. I'm going to see if they will still honor that and if they will fix it. Then Mm -hmm. later, the Nintendo Switch was added to this lawsuit because they were saying that the The drift issues, the Switch Lite, yep, Mm -hmm. was saying that the drift issues are happening with that as well. So the U.S. District Judge Thomas S. Zilli has allowed the case to enter arbitration but found that Nintendo and console buyers had a valid agreement it but the same judge also rejected nintendo's request to dismiss the case altogether so it can go into arbitration but the judge is saying no we're not going to just um you know throw Get this right out it. we're yeah. not going to just say it doesn't exist we're just going to look into it a little bit more
0: yeah i think that makes sense mm-hmm. but since so many people at the issue is clearly something that nintendo probably should have care of we've talked about it so many times now i'm surprised that there's it's still going on
1: well i, <laughs> I mean I it guess... was already
0: like taken care of because the nintendo is like yeah just send them to us and we'll fix them for free and send them back
1: well that so. should be that should be the solution you know yeah if, if the next iteration of joy cons are updated that should mm-hmm. fix the problem but if yeah. you have joy cons that are doing it we will repair them at at, at no cost or whatever and that, that should That's the fix. That's how mm-hmm. you do it. That's how you get yeah. people to continue to come back. That's how you respect your consumers. Um, I, I th- It would be shady if they just tried to get out of it. So I'm I'm glad that uh, at least what it seems to. right now, they're <laughs> still able to fix them and it's still part of what they do.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's hope that those new beautiful Animal Crossing Joy-Cons don't have any issues.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> I don't think they've changed the design at all, though. So whatever was causing the, yeah. the drift to begin with, I think, is still there. I don't think they've actually fixed the piece that is causing the problem.
0: Well, I did. I do remember that when the updated Nintendo Switch came out with the better battery, some people were taking apart the Joy-Cons to look at the actual um, the mechanism that the, the joystick is connected to. And some of them did say it was a different model number, but it looked almost exactly the same. Hmm. So I don't know if that did change fully or not. Um, maybe they did make a couple changes. Maybe. But uh, yeah, it's, it it was it was pretty unclear cuz a lot of people were like had it contradicting information about it. So it'll just be interesting to see if the newer Joy-Cons that coming out do eventually have issues cuz if that is the case then Nintendo needs to just continue fixing them and sending them back, but we'll see what happens. GameStop has been in the news pretty recently. At least around us, we have quite a few GameStops around me and Michael where we live, and two of them this past week have decided to just close down, which was really, well, not really surprising to us because we've kind of had conversations on the side about GameStop, but it was more so it just seemed all of a sudden and it was weird that two close by started, like just decided that they were going to shut their doors. Now, as more consumers are turning to digital storefronts, it's causing a huge downturn similar to what was seen in Tower Records and Blockbuster Video. Uh, So the company had been in steady decline past few years, But the bottom has dropped and its stock price is just kind of just fell apart. So it went from $16 a share in January of 2019 to less than $5 a share early this year. So that's a huge that's a huge drop for us for a share price. So after an executive shakeup and the introduction of a three point plan to stave off to get rid of extinction, uh, GameStop had a major announcement this last week. So former Nintendo America president Reggie fils fils may is joining the company's board. So he kind of, along with this whole announcement, he tweeted, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's board and helping to make this happen. So it's kind of exciting. I really hope it breeds new life in the GameStop. I, I like the store. Over the past couple of years, it has gotten a little weird. So I'd be sad to see it go. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what changes they make. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I I don't know. It, it's tough. This could be It could be too little too late. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we all know Reggie came on Nintendo and helped during some of the biggest launches. He was there during the launch of Switch. He was there mm-hmm. during the launch of Wii. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was done right, you know? Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, I don't know what they could do. I think if I think overall the gaming – the experience when you walk in there needs to be better. Right now it feels yeah. sort of a mess when you walk into a GameStop or an EB Games. Um, it definitely isn't the kind of store I, I'm looking to buy stuff at. It just feels very cramped. They're very small stores. They're it, – it, I don't know. It just seems haphazard. It seems like – just not a good experience in general. Now, I think they could cut the amount of stores they have in half. I think they could mm-hmm. get larger store so that you have more room, you can actually like, you know, expand the space, kind of feel less cramped, feel sort of less like you're in somebody's basement and feel like you're in a store. (laughs) And I think something, at least for me, this would be interesting. If you are a game stop, the place where you stop for games, they should consider, because people are pushing hard on digital, You know, for your for your for your video games that people are Mm -hmm. buying digital games. I think GameStop would do really well by bringing in. They'll they'll still have their new releases and you new and used, but I think they should also start to look at um, retro. You know, bring in those retro libraries. Have if if you if you expand the store space, you can you could definitely start showing more retro games and tabletop games i would love to go there absolutely and and look for tabletop games you know Mm -hmm. as opposed to go to a target or something like that it would be nice to have a, a a GameStop where i can go and get digital and get tabletop games card games things like that that i can play and i i do think that would start to expand the um you know, the the consumer base, but it would also probably do them pretty well because now they're a one-stop shop, stuff you can't get online.
0: I remember too that, didn't they used to do some like competitions and uh, launch day kind of events? And I haven't seen any GameStop really push anything like that over the past, like maybe two or three years.
1: I mean, I do remember going to Game Stops at like midnight releases and they were, they were more of like an event. And I would imagine that got – that shut down right now because, you know, they're just on the funds. They, you know, they're hurting so they probably can't do anything like that. But yeah, it yeah. used to be a thing when Yeah, and when that was like an exciting out. thing to
0: look forward to, you, to go to GameStop with your friends and like pick up a game. And then, I don't know, they would have giveaways and things like that when you went. And it was just kind of like exciting and – Sure. I can't think of – Maybe like the past six years. Like <laughs> I just can't think of a time like the last time I can think of is maybe when they came out with the Master Chief yeah. collection for Xbox One and that was it. Yeah. But even well, that was kind of like a meth.
1: Well, I would say launch. that the one of the problems is I was looking at Animal Crossing and seeing, you know, there there seems to be no real reason to pre-order anything anymore, which I think that's part of it. If you don't have to pre-order, you don't have to get there that day who cares? Why, why wait in line? Why be part of the first one at midnight? You know, why do that? And I, and I think that if you built a community around it and an excitement around it and you had events, I do think people would still come out and, and, want to share that experience if you're like-minded you you know you enjoy this game a lot maybe you'll meet other people that are really excited about it you know there's been magic the gathering um, events where like you get your cards and we've done those and that was cool that's like a fun time that you can have so i could see them still doing something like that and have it work but Mm -hmm. when i was looking at animal crossing pre-orders you know, Target had a cool journal that you could get that was kind of like a moleskin. It had the it dates. And yeah. it was really nicely done. Mm-hmm. GameStop has a poster. It's like a two sided, mm-hmm. like crappy poster. <laughs> so they they don't even have good pre order yeah. um, bonuses or anything like that. And I don't know how that gets decided. I don't know who figures out who gets what. But uh, why why would you bother pre ordering at GameStop when you don't even? I mean, I would rather pre order at Target if I were. You know, I had I happen to have a GameStop.
0: Gift like card, call, or gift whatever. card. That's yeah. why I
1: went there. But if if I had a I, and I and I was going to pre preorder, I I'd do it at Target because they have a mm-hmm. cooler bonus for it. So I don't understand why they're. It's just like they're not really competing anymore.
0: It's just kind of like they've given up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they have I mean, too many maybe. holes
0: in the ship, and they've stopped putting boards up. <laughs> That's all I can think. Of. Reddy's jumping on a sinking ship.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And I and I hope it yeah. sticks around. And and I do think that there's some. Um, you know, anytime I go to the mall, like I like to go in and just see what's there. Poke around, yeah. Poke around, but mm-hmm. I buying Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing at GameStop was the first time I bought a game at GameStop in probably
0: years, years, right? yeah. yeah,
1: years. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's a problem. That's a real problem. I do,
0: I do like your idea of the retro game thing. I could almost see them having like a if they do, you know, relaunch and rebrand and have a, like a larger space. I could see them having like an area dedicated to just like retro, like arcade games. Yeah. And that that would would be be super cool. cool, Yeah. And then you could imagine like kids going there for their birthday parties and stuff like that, like making it a GameStop, you know, like what the name is. (laughs) I could see that being pretty cool. But
1: I mean, obviously what they're doing right now isn't working. So they got to do something.
0: I think downsizing right now is a good thing for them and then hopefully they can kind of fix whatever they need to fix and then hopefully they can relaunch it'll be great and it'll be the GameStop we all want it to be.
1: Yeah now we go into accessories and products and this week we have are known about the Coral Nintendo Switch Lite. It has now been officially announced that it will be coming out in the UK so if you're nice. in the UK and you wanted that new nice, and it is nice. Uh, you want that like coral switch coral. light? Yeah, yeah it, you, you can definitely do it. So it will be coming out April 24th.
0: Now, this last week, I apparently a lot of people knew that there was like something kind of brewing between Lego and Nintendo. I had no idea. This kind of totally caught me off guard. But the uh, apparently Lego and Super Mario have combined their Brands, <laughs> I guess is the word I'm thinking of, um, and they're coming out with a Lego build, a new reimagination of the Lego building experience. So if if people haven't, like, I, I recommend you Google it and look up the video because it's very cool. Uh, so players essentially can build their own customized Mario levels using Lego blocks, and this is like original Mario Brothers sort of levels. Um, so Mario himself can actually interact with different Lego pieces. He has like a little screen on his overalls and um, there's different unique ways that he does. So he can switch on and make sounds to display different images relating to the pieces around him. So we can hear like a, a warp pipe sound when he enters that piece. Um, he can also jump on a Goomba and then you see a little coin appear on his on the little screen and you hear like the coin sound effect. Just like little, little things like that um, there hasn't been a specific release date mentioned yet, uh, but they're set to release more info this year at some point. So we'll see w- when uh, when this comes out. But it definitely looks you know, like a pretty cool mashup.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. The, uh I was, you know, in the trailer, they show the kids pl- sort of playing with it and it's it's. Like a physical version of Mario Maker where yeah. you're building your own little world. You're jumping them around, doing all kinds of stuff. I like the sounds. I like the look. It's it's colorful. It feels like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's interesting. I I mean, it's it's not something I would want, but I could see kids really liking this.
0: I could see my and, nephew uh, really being into this in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, like sure. Two more once years they're, or whatever. Once you're but... old enough
1: to kind of link these together and kind yeah. of play around, do stuff yeah. with it, I could see it being pretty cool
0: cuz i think they are of the the larger lego set. They're not like the super tiny small pieces from what i can see.
1: Yeah, it's hard to explain the look. It's, like it's an kind of a weird look. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> different for lego, it's different for nintendo, but it seems to it, it's interesting and it's definitely something i'd like to see where it goes.
0: Mhm. Me too.
1: Now, in the rumor mill, we have two possible nintendo directs coming up this month. Again, this is a rumor mm-hmm. but it is suspected we're gonna see an indie focused direct March 18th the day the podcast actually comes out
0: fingers and, crossed <laughs> yeah
1: hopefully that would be kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, and this is gonna this is gonna focus as all of the Indies do on smaller developers who probably will feel the impact of South by Southwest being gone GDC being done e3 being done so it's gonna bring some attention to them that's great and then they're saying another possible nintendo direct at the end of the month which would be really really interesting and i think that makes sense because then animal crossing is already out and right now i think that's the focus they want to really push for animal crossing that they want that in everybody's mind and then at the end of the month they'll announce new games
0: all right that moves us on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week and first, in the first spot, we have Animal Crossing pre purchase. No surprise there. It comes out in a couple days after this podcast comes out. So people are getting excited. Uh, second place, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Third, Mad Age and the Sky. Fourth, Super Mario Party. Fifth, Preventive Strike. Sixth, Just Dance 2020. Seventh, Super Mario Maker 2. Eighth, Stardew Valley. Ninth, Minecraft. And tenth, Rocket League. Now, Rocket League is 50% off, and there were a couple other little sales that kind of shook things up, like Preventive Strike popping back up in the top 10, Super Mario Maker 2. Um, But, yeah. uh, Besides those, I don't think many many things have shifted too much, but that's it for the top 10.
1: Great. So, the new releases that we're into this week, uh, we've got one on the 16th that you checked.
0: Yes. Uh, So, this game is called Deep Diving Adventures. It's Regularly nineteen ninety nine on sale for about $17. It's a, an immersive diving simulator. So those of you who have seen Subnautica, it's very similar, but it seems more focused on exploring and discovering things as opposed to kind of like Subnautica has this like kind of creepy story thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't want to give away or anything. But um, people who have seen it will understand. Um, so, yeah, you have to monitor your oxygen and decompression as you're kind of exploring and you can do things like gather relics. You can visit sunken vessels and discover unknown species. So I'm super into the kind of exploring immersive sort of stuff. And, uh, this, this seemed pretty cool. So yeah, I had to put a check on it.
1: All right. That's pretty cool. And then the other one that we have is March 20th. Everybody knows about this one. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I gave it a double check because obviously I already bought it. So it made only it made sense. Animal Crossing, that's the big heavy hitter. There's quite a few games coming out this week, but I think that is the one that everybody's super excited about. That is the yeah. one that people just cannot wait for. So we have also been talking about it. We're excited to see what is going to happen with it. I personally, I believe I'm the only one on the dispatch that has bought it at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But I know you want to see it. You want to see what it's like. See what it's about, and then maybe you will get it as well. And then we could do some. It would be kind of fun to stream it. Maybe the day it comes out, I could jump on and do a stream of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes and what how Friday looks. But yeah. we are excited.
0: I, I want to also note, too, with the most recent success of the Doom, Doom 1, 2, and 3 coming out, that Doom 64 is also coming out on March 20th for $5. While I'm not mm-hmm. personally like... Going to pick up. Yeah, it's a big one, and I wanted to mention it alongside Animal Crossing, so because I know people are probably looking forward to that. So yeah, yeah, I think
1: I think as time goes on, I'm I mean I'm excited when I buy any game, but <laughs> I'm growing more excited, and I'm and I'm am looking forward to it, and I really hope I love it. I really do. Because I, I'm 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 seeing like a lot of trailers, a lot of YouTube people talking about it and they're kinda like breaking down the trailers. Oh, this mm-hmm. is whatever. And and for me as an outsider, I'm kinda like, Oh, that's okay, that's a cool bug or whatever, but, um, (laughs) I am excited. I'm excited to get my hands. I'm excited to create my person. I'm excited to create my Island in my house and, and then potentially sharing that with people, friends coming over and visiting. Mm So I want to be a part of it. I want to be in and enjoy the animal crossing experience. So I am looking forward to it. Uh, and I, and I just hope, I hope I like it. I really do.
0: A lot of people were also hoping that they would release it a little early.
1: Yeah, people who are
0: in quarantine would have another game to play but guys just go on the eShop. there's so many games you can play before this game comes out
1: (laughs) yeah there's definitely a ton of great games that you can be playing right now but this is a big one and uh yeah Yeah. i'm excited i'm excited to be a part of it
0: well that moves us on to what you play in everyone's favorite part of the podcast so what have you been up to michael
1: (laughs) i have been playing a lot of zelda i am almost done last week i said there were 100 shrines i was completely mistaken there are 120 shrines <laughs> did someone on,
0: correct you no Twitter I was like something.
1: I was looking because uh, I was getting close uh-huh. and I had so before I stopped playing uh, what what I was doing I, I had gotten all the guardians I was done and what I was doing is I was go just really exploring heavy on the map and every time I'd find a, a shrine I just kind of like let it you know, sit on the map and I'd keep moving. Mm-hmm. I and th- Cause once you, once you see them and unlock them, you can fast travel to them. So I didn't beat them, but I was just unlocking them. Boom, 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 you know, trying to find everything. And I had a whole bunch on my map that hadn't been beaten yet. And I was getting close to being done with that. And I was like, Oh, I still have a lot of hearts I'm missing. And I was like, how many shrines are there? So I looked it up and I'm like, Oh crap. There's a like, Thirty more shrines to get (laughs) so yeah there's 120 i currently have i think 110 of them now so after the podcast while i'm editing i'll be working on more shrines and then i'm done i'm gonna beat I'm gonna finally. You're beat gonna Zelda. go for it. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. It's time. Once I'm done with these shrines, uh, I've gotten familiar with the controls again. It it did take a while, but I think I'm comfortable enough with the controls. I've stopped throwing my sword every two seconds, and uh, <laughs> I think I'm ready to to finish the game. I'm ready to. to to wrap it up it's been a wonderful visit it's been a wonderful experience to be back in zelda in Mm -hmm. in in hyrule and playing the game uh it is absolutely beautiful i mean anybody everybody that has a switch knows already i'm sure you've owned it but it's really nice to be back and visit it and and play some more um just an amazing game and just running around and hearing the music and it just fills me with such great feelings because that's that's all i played when i first got my switch you know three years ago so it's like a little time capsule
0: there has got to be some sort of relaxing video on YouTube of someone just running around on the royal horse with the music playing like oh, sure, through yeah. the whole map. Yeah, I With the find... wind
1: blowing through the grass yeah. and just like sitting on a, a ledge, you yeah. know, with the what's his name playing the accordion in the background oh, no that's okay beautiful i don't need to
0: i don't need beautiful. to hear that accordion we're good <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm basically what i have left is all of the shrines that require some sort of
0: special thing,
1: something to do mm-hmm. and and it's kind of a pain because you're just like geez i just want to be done with these shrines but you're uh, so close almost there i'm almost You're there.
0: so close you, you would almost like be punching yourself if you didn't finish them because there's not like there's you have so yeah at this point
1: there's no going back i gotta just finish them
0: yeah um but so for me i have just still been playing super mario odyssey i i've in the the snow kingdom i think is what it's called where the cake is and i'm trying to do this race where you have to just jump around you like take over this mushroom guy body he reminds me of the michelin man and uh or the pillsbury Doughboy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you have this race that you have to do and you have to come in first place and every single time i get in third place and i've done the race probably like seven times now so um i'm just reluctant to to even turning on my switch right now <laughs> oh. but yeah I, I it's one of those things where it's like i just gotta practice and then i'll get it but that's all. i'm still enjoying just the gotta game. get good yeah, yeah. just need that's to be all. better
1: <laughs> yeah just gotta be better so that's great so you're still enjoying it then yeah aside from this
0: yeah. I mean, I feel like every game I play, there's always like some moment of frustration, like no matter what, but it doesn't mean I, I'm not enjoying the game.
1: And then once you get past it, it it's a great sense of yeah. accomplishment.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel That's like I'm productive. Point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Now, if you want to, as always, you can feel free to write us. Just go to nintendodispatch.com on our contact page. You can watch us when we occasionally stream over at twitch.tv forward slash dispatch. And hopefully, fingers crossed, on Friday, maybe I could do a little Animal Crossing. Crossing? I'll, I'll stream maybe. a little me of me setting up my character i don't know what it's i don't know if they have an actual like name for those things but set up my guy on yeah (laughs) on on animal crossing um and then you could chat with us we always like to just kind of have a little back and forth you can find us on twitter at dispatch podcast or our discord which is the info is on the website so you can just head on over there all right anything else you want to add
0: nope okay
1: well then this has been your nintendo dispatch